0: Hey, everyone, it's Bill Thompson, t bell Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Friday, February 18th, 2022. Okay, we'll take a look at what's going on here with the markets in just a minute. Uh, Roku and DraftKings stocks taking some big hits today. Um, Outback Steakhouse parent company actually doing very well. And we had a few other companies we'll take a look at. Uh, also today, we'll look at what's coming up for next week. Uh, and I want to take a look at a um, situation in the video game industry with a, a game called Cyberpunk 2077 and some issues that have been going on for a while in the video game industry that is now starting to get the attention of various government regulators. And also, uh, SeaWorld announced uh, announced the other day that they are withdrawing their bid now to buy Cedar Key uh, theme parks. Uh, we'll talk about how corporate mergers work also. Okay, so right now with the markets... Right now, it's 11.38 in the morning Eastern time. Uh, Markets are basically down a little bit. uh, And the reason is uncertainty. The market does not like uncertainty more than anything. And the main focus is what you see on the news, the situation with Russia and Ukraine. Okay, so uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.38%. S&P 500 down 0.53. NASDAQ Composite down 1.06%. Uh, e- even though uh, Ukraine, Russia is the other side of the world, you know there's the threat of economic sanctions against Russia if they invade Ukraine, and that could have some disruption on world markets. So that's more of most of the uncertainty there. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. Okay, Roku. Uh, their trading symbol is R O K U for Roku. Name of the company. All right. So they announced, basically, their their numbers, uh, we're still in earnings season. We're coming near the end of earnings season now. Uh, Probably another week or so companies will be reporting. And then what'll happen is we'll be right back at it again uh, in in early April as the first quarter of the year ends. Anyway, all right, so Roku is down 26.7% basically announced they've got some earnings issues, sales issues, they're getting increased competition from other streaming services, and analysts and financial um, investors seem to think those issues may continue on for a while. We'll have to see, as I've talked about previously, there's sometimes overreactions uh, to these kind of uh, events and news. So there might be some opportunities there, but they're getting obviously with streaming. There's just so much out there now and people only have so many hours in a day they can spend you know, watching uh, various services. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, DraftKings, another one, Uh, they announced the same thing. Uh, Basically, they've got an earnings issue. They think their losses going forward might be bigger than the markets anticipated. Uh, Symbol DKNG, David King, Nancy George, down 19.83%. I think this one might have a little more potential, though, than Roku. Roku's, Roku's just getting increased competition from streaming, but, you know, the thing is sports betting, that's what these guys do. Uh, it seems to be becoming more popular, uh, getting more and more regulatory approval. So you might have some opportunities at DraftKings, so keep an eye on that. All right, so we have those. Uh, then we have, uh, on the other side, uh, what else did we have? All right, so basically Out, Outback Steakhouse. They're owned by the company called Bloomin Brand, symbol B-L-M-N, Boy Larry Mary Nancy. All right. So they announced uh, basically it says they beat their estimates by eight cents, um, eight cents a share as far as profits. And they also uh, restate, reinstated their quarterly dividend. They cut the dividends for a while, and they reinstated those. And they announced a hundred twenty-five million dollars share. Buyback program. Uh, the way that works, company has excess cash. It begins to buy some of its own shares off the market. The idea is future profits are split among less shares. So this company is actually doing well. The market likes that news uh, right now. The stock is uh, BLMN let's see, they were already up about 6% when I checked earlier, and up 7.9% now, so uh, keep an eye on that. It's a relatively low price stock, too, at $24.27 a share, so there could be some upcoming opportunities there. Uh, all right, so let's talk about a few other things here and see what we got going on today. Uh, first of all, uh, next week, uh, the economic calendar, markets are closed on Monday for President's Day, it's actually not that busy a week next week with uh, economic uh, stuff, but the main thing the market's going to focus on will be Friday of next week. We've got a big inflation report coming out, the um, PCE inflation report, uh, personal consumption expenditures index. Now, I have covered that on previous sessions, what makes that different than the consumer price index and producer price index. But I will cover it again next week. Uh, This is the main inflation report the Federal Reserve looks at. So that's coming out on Friday, 8.30 in the morning Eastern time. So keep an eye out for that. So that's our main thing next week. All right. Um, Talk about this situation with um, SeaWorld and Cedar Key. Um, All right, so um, Cedar, um, that's the name of it, I always forget, Fun. Their symbol's F-U-N, Fun. And um, Cedar Fair, Cedar Keys Island here in Florida. Anyway, uh, Cedar Fun, F-U-N, Fun is their symbol. All right. SeaWorld announced that they wanted to buy them. Cedar Fair does other theme parks. And they came in with an offer, forgot what it was, $60 a share, $58, whatever it was. And Cedar Fair said no, board of directors. So SeaWorld raised the offer and Cedar Fair said no again. So now SeaWorld says they're walking away from this deal. All right, here's how how this works. Um, Sometimes they're called corporate mergers. It's usually one company wanting to buy another. In a friendly merger, what happens is company A, uh, these companies are run by board of directors that are elected by shareholders. Company A will approach company B about po- we'd like to possibly buy you. And if it's agreeable to company B, then it's announced that company A is buying company B at a price higher usually than what the stock, always higher than what the stock is currently trading at. Because even though the board of directors can say yes, it ultimately comes down to the owners of the company, the shareholders. And they have to be given an incentive to be willing to sell their stock to company A. But that's a friendly takeover, friendly merger, as it's called. As an example, when Disney approached Marvel years ago, Marvel used to be a separately traded company, MVL, MVL. and Disney announced they would like a friendly takeover of Marvel. All right, um, so here's what happened here. Um, basically, SeaWorld most likely approached Cedar Fair about an offer, and the board of directors didn't like it, so SeaWorld just made a public offer, to shareholders, look, uh, sell us the stock, we're willing to um, you know pay this amount, hoping it would be, then be approved by the board of directors of Cedar Fair. They said no. SeaWorld raised the offer, Cedar Fair's board of directors again said no. SeaWorld announced they're walking away from the deal. Now, what can sometimes happen, though, is what's called a hostile takeover. Company A approaches company B's board of directors, we'd like to take you over, and they say no. And so what happens, company A will then, it comes out of nowhere publicly to the news, they announce a hostile takeover. So uh, an example, if it was Cedar Fair, stock's trading around $56 a share right now. SeaWorld or another company could come in and just announce to shareholders, we're willing to pay $70 a share for the stock, or $75. It's usually way over the current price. What they're trying to do is to quickly acquire 50.01% of the stock. They go around the board of directors, just sell us the stock directly, Once they acquire 50.01% of the shares, they now effectively own the company, nobody can ever outvote them. So what about those investors that owned a stock that have not yet sold? Well, we used to advise, you might as well sell it because it's a done deal at this point. You're never going to get more than $70 a share for the stock, no matter how long you hold on to it. Uh, So you might as well sell it, get your money and invest it somewhere else. So usually they they do, but you always have a few holdouts. They're stubborn, no, never, I'll never do it. So you know what, 20 years later, they're still holding the stock. Like there's probably a few people still holding Marvel stock out there. Uh, and uh, then what happens, eventually they die. Kids end up getting the inheritance. They get the stock and they're like, well, what's this? Uh, it was taken over like in 1995 or something, $70 a share. You wants to cash it in for it. Yeah, go ahead. And they just do. So that's how that works. All right. So keep an eye out for that. All right. Cyberpunk 2077. All right. So some of you may be familiar with the situation, uh, but if you're not a video gamer, perhaps not. All right. This was a highly anticipated video game release, came out in uh, November 2020, and big, big video game release, and it had all kinds of problems. The game, a lot of gamers said it was almost unplayable, and they were highly upset, you know, they pay $60 or so for the game, and it's not working. There were so many issues with this game. A uh, game that Sony eventually just pulled it off its PlayStation Store. It, it, they were just, you know, in a barrage of customer complaints, people wanting their money back, and so. And the company's put out by a company called the game's put out by a company called Project CD. That's a Polish company who've actually had some success over the years. Uh, well, anyway, on I believe it was Wednesday, it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, they finally announced a massive upgrade for the game. Uh, apparently, they fixed the problems from what I'm reading with the gamers. Uh, basically, this is the game they should have released in November 2020. So, uh, most gamers saying it looks like it's working now but it was probably one of the biggest upgrades in video game history. All right, but here's the issue I wanted to mention. What's been going on for years with video game, uh, video games, uh, they're basically, these companies are sometimes releasing these games to meet release dates that aren't finished. And then they say, oh, but we'll send updates and patches. All right, so you don't see that in other areas of entertainment. It's not like you release a movie and then... A month later, the company says, oh, here's the update. We finally finished all the special effects. Or imagine releasing a music, you know, I call them albums still, but CD, online, whatever. That's not finished. And then a month later, well, here it is finished. This has been going on for quite a while with the video game industry. And now it's getting the attention of regulators, even Congress. What's happened with um, Cyberpunk 2077, there were class action lawsuits filed against this company, basically consumer fraud is what was being claimed you released a game that was not finished and fraudulently sold it to individuals who can't play it. Uh, And you knew that. Uh, So I know at least one class action lawsuit has already been settled. And there are now government regulators in Europe and even here in the United States beginning to look at this practice with video game companies purposely releasing games that just aren't finished. Uh, So that's a problem by having specific release dates. I know Take-Two Interactive, TTWO, TomTom, Tom, William, Oscar, they, they take a different approach. They're one of the most successful video game companies in history with Grand Theft Auto. Uh, they had a game, Red Dead Redemption 2, and they announced a few months for release, it's just not going to be ready. So they, they put off the release date, stock plummeted on that news, but when they did get it out months later, the game was working just fine, so... Anyway, a little bit different approach. Um, So we'll have to see what goes on there. All right, what else we got today? Just a few other things to wrap it up. Uh, Some reports, the US ports are still congested. Uh, Saw this, Los Angeles, one of the biggest ports in the United States, and they said as of Wednesday afternoon, they had 70 big cargo ships sitting right off the coast, unable to dock, because there's no place for them to dock. And they said they got 62,000 empty containers uh, sitting there that they can't send back out. Bottom line, it's basically an issue with labor. They can't find enough workers. Even if the docks have enough workers, there's a shortage of truck drivers people operating the railroads. So it's still a continuing issue. It's a labor issue. Um, It most likely will work itself out over time, but it looks like that is still going on. Uh, Also, uh, last thing today, uh, I saw a story that says here 61% of people working from home are doing so because they want to, even though their office is open yeah, when COVID hit and, and people were forced to suddenly start working from home, I mean, for a lot of them, that was very, um, you know, uh, it was something, they just really didn't know how that was gonna work out. I mean, suddenly they're isolated. They don't have their coworkers, place to go each day. And then they found out they liked it. A lot of people liked it. And so companies are having some difficulties right now. Some that are telling people you, you need to come back to work uh, are finding the employees are either quitting Or they come back and they're finding they're not any more productive at work than they were at home. Uh, You know, the argument obviously about being in an office is employee interaction with each other. And a lot of employees say, look, even at the office, I'm sitting at my desk communicating with everybody by email, Zoom calls, and everything else. Then the other argument was, well, more senior employees can teach younger employees, which is true. You know, my stockbroker days, I was... A lot of times mentoring young stockbrokers. Uh, but you know, I thought about that. I said today, if I was in that situation, I could probably see I was working at home and they were working at home. I could probably set up a Zoom session once or twice a week and mentor them just as well that way and just be available for them if any questions or issues came up uh, that I could help them with. So, all right. So, well, companies are in a quandary with that. We'll just have to see what happens. All right. So we're going to wrap it up for today. Hope everyone's doing well. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and I'll talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya. (music) See ya.